0: This is episode 360, A Midlife Marriage Crisis with Mark. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they wanna accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Always wonderful to have you here. Thank you to all of you who are leaving ratings and reviews for the show. I appreciate it so, so much. And if you've been a longtime listener and always have thought, oh man, I'd really love to be coached on the show, but maybe I'm a little nervous or maybe my problem or issue or whatever we want to call it isn't quote unquote good enough or interesting enough, just let all that go and apply go to christinehasser.com slash waitlist. And when we have an opening and you're a great fit, we will reach out to you and get you booked on the show. Everyone's always nervous. Whenever I uh, log on with someone and ask them how they're doing, they're like, oh, I'm so nervous. But as soon as we start talking, the nerves go away because it's just you and I, you know, obviously I air it, but when we record, no one else is listening. It's just you and I. So again, go to christinehasser.com slash waitlist to apply. And some big news, if you haven't heard, I am once again leading my signature women's retreat in October. It is going to be October 7th through 9th in Austin, Texas. I know it's going to be amazing. We've already had so many people register and I'm really, really, really excited about how powerful this is going to be. So if you want to spend the weekend with me, if you want to do some really deep transformative work that will shift you in ways, honestly, never thought possible, but always hope for, Don't miss this opportunity. There's been so many virtual events within the past two years. I'm feeling the importance more and more of coming together live, coming together in community, especially with other women. Now, if you're one of those women, who was like me, was like, oh, large groups of women, no thank you. I don't trust women, or I feel awkward with women, or I don't feel cool with women. This is where you heal that sister wound. So many people show up to this retreat and are nervous to be in a room full of women all weekend but actually what they see and what they learn is, wow, this is how I heal a wound that has been with me a long time. So whatever your fears, whatever your concerns, I promise you they will be handled at the retreat. Don't let that get in the way if you're feeling an intuitive pull to come. It's christinehasler.com slash signature retreat. We're probably going to fill up fast. I'm grateful already so many people have registered. Again, christinehasler.com slash signature retreat. I hope you join me. So I love today's call. I love that we have a man on the show. And hey, guys, I know you listen. So apply. Be on the show. We want to hear your voice too. Again, christinehaster.com slash waitlist. And Mark is someone who is really doing a lot of work and is in a situation that I see quite often, which is he's doing the work, he's fighting his, for his relationship, but his partner isn't. And this is a tricky place to be in. And we get to the real meat of this towards the end. I ask a lot of questions and eventually get to why Mark is in the position he's in because I kept having the feeling of why isn't he really being a stand for himself? Why is he going more passive here? And we discovered it, hmm, I'd say 75% of the way through the coaching session. You'll want to listen to the whole thing because I think a lot of you will relate to a lot of the things that Mark is struggling with. So as you're listening to this episode, consider, are you in a relationship, whether it's romantic or work or friendship, where you feel like you're pulling more of the weight, you're doing the work, but your partner isn't. Are you unclear about where you stand in a relationship? Are you waiting for someone to tell you, yes, we're going to be in this relationship or no, we're not. And you kind of feel like you're in limbo. Do you avoid really being a stand for yourself and standing up for what you want? And finally... Did you have a parent who you couldn't afford to lose because maybe they were the only parent you had or the only parent you could rely on? And so you tiptoed around them and that's impacting the relationships you have in your adult life. So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Mark. Mark, welcome to the show. How can I help?
1: Uh, Hey, Christine, how's it going? Just to give you a rundown of what I'm kind of dealing with, uh, and you've had a couple of podcasts that are kind of similar. My wife and I have been married for almost 20 years. We've been together about 22. We have two teenage kids. And most recently, starting in September, there's been kind of a shift in attitude towards me, I guess, from my wife. Historically, pretty loosey-goosey. She's very touchy-feely. For example, if I'm sitting on the couch alone, she'll sit right next to me, even there's a ton of space you know, and mm-hmm. the couch, you know, calls me babe and kind of the usual stuff like that. But, you know, starting in September, it just kind of all stopped. I just, and I just noticed this indifference. I started talking to her about it. Is there something wrong? Is there something I did? And she kind of just blew it off. So, no, I'm just kind of being off or our schedules are kind of off and, and it still kind of moved forward just like that. A lot of indifference. It was starting to like kind of hurt a little bit and I was just kind mm. of baffled and I kept bringing it up and I even said like is there someone else or is there anything I need to change and she goes no 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 and then you know time went by a couple more weeks and then uh, I brought it up again and she said yeah I don't know I'm just feeling a little different you know I I looking at my old high school photos and college photos I miss who I was you know just being you know, free and this and that. And so that kind of opened up a little bit more, which was good. Yeah. And then it just didn't really get any better. It's what, it's almost a year later. We, I'm actually going through therapy. She went through therapy. She lasted maybe like two sessions and she said Mm. she didn't need it anymore. But now we're at a point where she's saying things like, you know, questioning are we best friends. Do you think someone, you think you'll be happier with someone you have more in common with Mm. I feel like I molded myself and it's something that you'd like. She said she's not happy. Just things like that. And mm-hmm. she said, it's not. I'm not blaming you for anything. Mm-hmm. You're a great husband, but this is where I'm at. you know, And I brought up going to marriage counseling or therapy. or And she says she wasn't super into it. It's mm-hmm. always I don't know when I kind of ask deeper questions. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've listened to a couple of years. Should I stay or should I go? podcast. Yeah. And I've actually listened to other ones too. I've kind of been doing a lot of research this past year and she's noticing, She goes, oh, wow, you're putting a lot of work into this. And she's obviously not
0: into the relationship,
1: into mm-hmm. just research on what to do next.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I'm kind of confused because I'm listening to all these podcasts. My therapist said, yeah, it's a really tough position to be in because you're, you know, you're doing the work and you know, what can it, I can tell you is what you do is you focus on yourself, Mm -hmm. your kids, you know, any hobbies you want, which I have been doing, but it's, it's really hard. And, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, we don't even sleep in the same bedroom anymore.
0: Mm. I'll have you finish that thought in a second, but what do you want?
1: Yeah. I think not even like an ultimatum. I just wanted to know what a next step would be. I mean, I feel heavy and stuck and I'm telling myself doing all this research and therapy and work is, um, Maybe we'll be together again. Maybe I'll be blessed with someone else. At least I'm doing some work. Right. Just well, to be a better person.
0: Do you want to stay in the marriage? I think
1: so. I did. But there are times now that I'm finding that maybe I need something different. Because, yes. you know, my, my wife is great. She's why I, tra- I was attractive. She's just super kind, super caring, creative, uh, very attractive, great mother. You know, it was a great wife. You know, I'm just really confused. Yeah.
0: Um, no, well, first, I, I want to acknowledge you for how much effort mm. and intention you're putting into this and mm. how you're listening to podcasts and you know, you're know, you calling me and being on the show and being vulnerable, mm. going to therapy. I, I really want to commend you for, for leading. Oh, thank and you. I, I'm sorry that your, your wife is not valuing that or appreciating that. I'm wondering... And I know you had one other thing to tell me and we'll get to that in a second. Has anyone else noticed a shift in her or is it mostly just shown up in your marriage?
1: It's mostly shown up in our marriage. I think, you know, she's, I think she might be going through pre-menopausal yeah. signs of it That's and maybe a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. She just got a tattoo mm-hmm. and uh, she's overly positive, like overly positive. That mm-hmm. sometimes my kids say, you got to calm down, mom. Yeah. Because she reads a lot of positivity books, self-help books, how to be the best at this, how to be a badass at this.
0: Yeah. Well, and often that's masking the deeper things. And it's great. Like having a positive attitude is great. I don't want to poo-poo on that. Mm -hmm. But when we're overly positive and we're all about the good vibes only, we're missing the deeper things. And it sounds like, you know, you've reached a level in your relationship and in your life where you have to deal with things. I think a lot of the reason the midlife crisis happens is because people get to a point where they can't suppress anymore. You know, their Mm -hmm. kids are older, they're set in their career, life becomes a little predictable and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you can't repress the stuff you've avoided anymore. It just Mm -hmm. starts to pop up. And since you're someone that's been in her life, basically her whole adulthood, you are a, a constant reminder of what she's not facing. And of course she's going to distance herself from you. And yes, there could be hormonal. That's why I asked if anyone else has noticed anything, because there could be hormonal things going on as well, which just exacerbate things. Mm -hmm. But the conundrum you're in is you sound like you're willing to work. You're willing to work Mm -hmm. on the relationship. You're willing to work on yourself. You're willing to have the conversations and she seems to be avoiding it. Mm -hmm. And that's an unfair place to be because it takes two people to make a relationship work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you said you're not about ultimatums, but you deserve clarity. You deserve Mm -hmm. to know if this person is willing to work on this or not. You were going to say there was one more thing. Finish your thought on that.
1: I think you're right. I think we, you know, as I have researching and, you know, I think we, we, we're super parents. We're like really great parents. And I think we missed the mark on, which seems like a great idea, but what I'm finding out is you probably should put your spouse first and the kids follow, Yeah, which we didn't do. Not that we fought. We never really fought a lot. So I think we had this false sense of everything's perfect because we never really fought, but at the same time, we never brought up issues. You know, she has kind of issues with me being, you know, strong in my faith and she isn't and just other things. We just never, we always made way for each other. Right. And I feel that, it, you know, we never really worked on the marriage that it deserves. We, yeah. never, we never put the hard work in it.
0: And have you talked about that with her?
1: Yeah. Does she agree with you? She says, I don't know. Okay. She agrees about my point, but about the next step. in. Mm-hmm. I told her, the therapist said, we need some, you know, a, a licensed marriage and family counselor that can help us navigate mm-hmm. whether we stay or leave and maybe even bring the kids in at some point. Mm -hmm. And she said, I don't know.
0: So the I don't know, what do you think she's really saying when she says, I don't know?
1: Well, I brought that up to my therapist and she said, obviously she's not seeing my therapist or any therapist, but she said, you know, some people that want to leave don't want to be the bad guy. Mm -hmm. So they kind of, you know, and I've, in other podcasts too, I've, I've heard people that, you know. Spouses, the leaving spouse was, she never brought up divorce, Mm -hmm. at least not yet. But even Mm -hmm. people that bring up divorce, they stay in the marriage for years Mm -hmm. because they can't pull the trigger Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for some one reason or another. So,
0: yeah. Well, you said some important things. You said you didn't put the marriage first. I have a feeling you got married relatively young and now you're in this place where you have this opportunity to get to know each other and, and reinvent the marriage or, mm -hmm. or pull it apart. But again, Mm. for a marriage to, to work, (laughs) both people have to work on their individual issues and the issues that have been brushed under the rug in the relationship. Mm. And it doesn't Mm. sound like she is willing. And I don't need a lot of story around this, but can you just give me like in, in two sentences, an overview of her childhood, like what her family was like, and then an overview of what your family was like really short. I don't need a lot.
1: She comes from a really tight family. Her parents are still together. They're very loving. They're awesome they seem they seem to love me so very tight-knit family i have a very tight-knit family i didn't grow up with a father my my dad kind of bailed on my mom when she got pregnant mm. even though they were married um, in fact he bailed on his whole family so, like to this day they don't know where he is so but the family yeah. i have my cousins my aunts my uncles my mom we are all really really tight my cousins mm-hmm. are like my siblings okay
0: and yeah. what do you think her biggest wound is? And what do you think your biggest wound is?
1: I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think you know, I think the, the faith thing is kind of a deal breaker for her. So she felt pressured, maybe, even though I didn't really pressure her. Um yeah, I don't know. I think she probably misses kind of her lively self back then because mm-hmm. she's been super mom all this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not really a wound.
0: Well, it, it is. And and there may be, and again, I don't want to dig too deep because there's there's the childhood route we could go, but that could take a while. And mm-hmm. and then there's just me wanting to offer you the best value I can in a short amount of time. And what I keep mm-hmm. coming back to is you are here having the conversation and your wife isn't. And that puts you mm-hmm. in a, a very unempowered place. Because where are you supposed to go from there? And so what I'm curious about is what's keeping you from being a bit of a stronger advocate for your marriage or actually just for Mm. yourself. Why are you allowing yourself Mm. to be treated this way? To be told, Mm. I don't know, to not have someone who's willing to do the work. Who, who Have your wife off getting tattoos and saying she misses her high school days. Which, of course, we're allowed to say those things, but there's no responsibility, right? Like, how is that supposed to make you feel? Mm -hmm. So I'm curious what keeps you from really being a stand for yourself and what you want.
1: Yeah, because I think right now I just don't know what I want anymore. It was 100% I want to work on this marriage, but it's it's a little exhausting at this point. Some people have told me to be patient.
0: I think you've been too patient. You do know what Mm -hmm. you want. You either Mm -hmm. want a partner who's willing to do the work with you and you Mm -hmm. reinvent and you have, you know, chapter two of your marriage, Mm -hmm. kids are older and, Mm -hmm. you know, couples can either have midlife crises together or they can really be like, Oh my gosh, like we, our kids are grown. We are still young. We can travel. We can totally reinvent ourselves in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And it sounds to me like you want to, you don't want to be in limbo right now. You're like, am I building my life, the next chapter of my life with this person or not? Mm-hmm. And because she's saying, I don't know, and kind of just shutting you out and living her own separate mm-hmm. life. She's almost living as if she's not married, but she's still married. And I'm not about throwing mm-hmm. her under the bus. Like if she was here, I'm sure she'd have her side of this. Mm-hmm. But what I'm I'm calling forward in you is some leadership and some mm-hmm. like, you know what? I I can see you're going through a lot. I can see that you're you gave up so much for our family and our kids and I Mm -hmm. so appreciate that and I so acknowledge you and I would love to be with you in this journey and you finding your Mm -hmm. identity and if you don't see me there you need to let me know because I just can't Mm -hmm. hang out as your roommate right and so what I'm wondering is like what's stopping you from being a little more assertive in calling mm-hmm. out what you want. And I understand you say, I don't know what I want. You got, we got two people that they're saying, I don't know, <laughs> but I think you do know yeah. you want to, you want to add a limbo. You want to know, mm-hmm. am I building my life with this person or not? Would you agree with that? Would you like clarity? Yeah. 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 It, yeah
1: that's what I want. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm coming back to the question. What's keeping you from being more of a stand for that and being a little more assertive?
1: Well, I guess. Yeah. Think about that. It it's kind of ironic because I want answers, but I'm afraid of some answers.
0: Mm-hmm. In a way, what answers um, are you afraid of?
1: That's it's, it's over,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and how my kids would take that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, it's just been. Well, another thing is this has been the worst year of my life. I I lost five people this year.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: And there could be a sixth. Uh, yeah, so it's. You know, having to deal with her leaving too is kind of a lot. And, um,
0: yeah, but what, and she's kind of
1: not there for me right now. Yeah. You know,
0: that's just what I was about to say. Like, what touches my heart is that you have been going through this difficult time and she's been off getting tattoos. I'm using that metaphorically. I don't know if she got the tattoo at that exact time, but sometimes when, when an individual feels like they've sacrificed a lot of their life Mm. in parenthood or whatever, there's a sense of entitled, they go way the other direction and there's a ton, there's a sense of selfishness that pops up Mm. and it seems like that's what happens. She's kind of bounced into being a bit selfish and the fact that she hasn't been there for you during a really, really, really hard year. Mm. It says a lot. Mm. I can imagine that really hurts.
1: I brought it up to her.
0: Yeah. And?
1: And she said, I'm sorry. That was it.
0: Mm. Marcel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. And she's not,
1: uh, yeah, there's just a lot of focus, like you said, on the self. Not that she's a selfish person, but there's an extreme amount of, of research on the self that she's doing, which what you're talking about totally makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I kind of come back to what's keeping you from being a stand for yourself Mm -hmm. because I just hear a man with a lot of heart man who's been through a lot this year, a man who really could have used the support of his wife. And I just want to go back for a second and ask you, I understand that you said, you know, we put our kids first, but do you think overall you were a good husband how would you rate yourself as a husband what have you done well and what could be your areas of improvement
1: I asked her that and she said I was good at husband I mean I think you know going through this research and therapy I do have blind spots that I realize now I mean i probably have more just like being more deliberate not that I was never around I mean just taking my wife on regular dates sometimes that fell off the radar for a while and some of it was because we couldn't go anywhere for covid so mm-hmm. i could have been more purposeful like that but i think a lot of husbands or spouses go through that
0: yeah
1: you just need to adjust you know i would always i would always like when i used to travel for photo shoots i would invite her to come with me or mm-hmm. work you know I'll have a couple of days open why don't you come this day and we can spend the day in wherever chicago hawaii mm-hmm but she never went. So I wasn't like a non-existent husband, but I do, there are things that I could have been better at. Um, I support, she started a business maybe like six, eight years ago. I helped her start that up and I still help her help her mm-hmm. to this day with the backend stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's deal breakers.
0: What has she like. done really well as a wife and what were her areas of improvement?
1: I don't know. I just don't like, I'm not like a nitpicky person when it comes to, to her. She's always been, you know, well, she's a really great mom, uh, supporter, but I think for her, she just never went out a lot with her friends, even though I I kind of egged her on. Why don't you go out with, what's mm-hmm. going on with this? You should hang out with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but now she started
0: to hang out more.
1: But this has been going on for, like, years where I kind of egged her on because mm-hmm. she worked from home and even before COVID, so...
0: Well, it sounds to me like you haven't done anything incredibly damaging. You've been a pretty good man no. all around. Yeah. Do you feel unappreciated?
1: Uh, Now I do. Yeah. Yeah, now I do. Yeah.
0: And let me ask you this. Your dad was gone. Mom hmm. was a single mom, I imagine. Hmm. What was your relationship with her like?
1: One blind spot I have is, is, is not being vulnerable enough to my wife, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because my mom was never vulnerable. You know, mm-hmm. she was kind of like always guarded. And it's probably because she got hurt by my dad leaving. Sure. And I said, you know, I, I'm very affectionate to my wife, but my mom and I didn't say I love you till maybe like 15 years ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to each other just because she was so strict.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of like warmth, nurturing yeah. care there from mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned your wife is affectionate and all those things, but mm-hmm. you know, you do probably have a little bit of a mother wound in terms of mm-hmm. not really getting the nurturing and care that you want. And there's probably a little boy in there who, you know, had to adapt in certain way to get mother's love and is a little mm-hmm. afraid of rejection. And I think that that mm-hmm. impacts your ability to really be a stand and stand up for yourself to your wife. And again, Mm -hmm. this isn't about putting her in her place or, you know, any of that more shadow masculinity stuff It's more about Mm -hmm. being vulnerable, but also being, Mm -hmm. being strong as my husband Mm -hmm. calls it vulnerable and vertical, like upright chest open, like in that kind of posture of, of strength, but also vulnerability and just saying to her, I need to know if you're in this with me or not. I can't live in limbo anymore. I understand Mm -hmm. you're going through things and I will support you and go through them with you, but you keep shutting me out and I don't know where to go from here. And I know you might've done that in some versions, but I do think Mm -hmm. that there is a little boy in there that's so afraid of rejection from the feminine because you already lost dad. Mm -hmm. You had to hang on to mom. Mom was all you had. So you couldn't lose yeah. her. So I think that there's a little boy in there who's so afraid to lose her mom, a.k.a. wife, that you're mm-hmm. sort of tolerating not being treated that great. Right. Have, you, have you talked about this in therapy at all? Um, Just
1: just about my dad. You know, okay. I think that what came out of that is just being trying to overcompensate with my kids to be super dad, I guess, in a little bit, a little way.
0: Yeah. And the father wound is there, but but the mother wound is affecting your relationship with your wife. Can you Mm -hmm. see how as a little boy you had to be very careful with mom because you didn't want to lose her love and she was the only parent you had. Can you see that? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this is showing up with wife of not really being able to like Because if you were fully confident in yourself, if you weren't afraid of losing the love of the feminine, if you didn't have that wound of having to be good for mommy, you wouldn't be in the situation probably. You wouldn't be in limbo. Mm. You'd be like, I don't want to live like this. We're either figuring this out together or we're figuring this out apart, but this is not the mm. way I want to live. Right. And so that wounding and that being scared to lose the feminine, because that's all you had. And I understand there are other things, the kids and all that, but I always try to look at what's the core issue that's impacting everything, right? Mm. And to me, that's a big one, is the mother right. wound. And so, well, first let me ask you this. Is what I'm saying making sense?
1: Yeah. I just never thought of my mom as as being kind of a factor to this. That was she, never brought up.
0: Can you see she is?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and can you see there's a part of you, specifically the little boy, who doesn't want to lose mommy's love? Mm-hmm. And so tiptoes around a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Rejecting is a big thing. So yeah. rejection totally makes sense. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. Of course. Of course. So my recommendation to you, Marcel, and again, acknowledge you for your mm. honesty, your coachability, how much work you've done is to are you still the senior therapist?
1: Mm. Uh, No, No. I I stopped seeing her maybe like two weeks ago.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, maybe think about what I said about Mm. that, that mother wound a little more. And Mm. you listened to the podcast, you've heard me do inner child work, talk to little Marcel about, you know, how scared he is to, to lose mom too. Because again, Mm. when we lose one parent, we really hang on to the other one because it's all we got. It's all we got. And so it's impacting really being able to stand up for yourself with your wife because you Mm -hmm. are afraid of rejection, afraid of losing her. And when I say stand up for yourself, I'm really saying, yes, be a stand for you, but also for the marriage. Right now, she's not fighting for the marriage Mm -hmm. or the relationship. You're the only one, according Mm -hmm. to what I've heard from you so far. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so how you help that little boy heal is you tell that little guy inside yourself, listen, no matter what, I'm not leaving you. No matter what mom does or wife does, I got you and you don't have to walk on eggshells and you don't have to keep trying to earn their approval and love. And if they leave for some reason, we're going to be okay, but we've got to be honest about our needs.
1: Yeah. Okay. That makes total sense.
0: So what's been your takeaway from our conversation and what's an action step you can take?
1: Yeah, I think just, just kind of, like you said, being vulnerable and, and brave at the same time and yes. just taking that risk, whatever it may come, and dealing with it. And clear. And, uh, and getting some clarity yes. on, on, on at least a next step for both of us, just because, yeah, this is just too heavy. So. It
0: is. And it's keeping you in the pattern that you had with mom of sort of being at the whim of someone else. Someone else's Mm. mood, someone else's rules, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And what you've got to say to the little guy inside of you is like, we're not little anymore. We have choice. Mm. We don't have to stay in a situation that doesn't feel right. Right. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Has this been helpful at all?
1: Yeah, very helpful. Yeah. 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 So obviously it's going to be out of my comfort zone from what what I'm thinking, but that's fine. Yeah. I I need that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and again, you need, you need a life, not limbo. Right. You know, because your Mm -hmm. midlife is not, (laughs) is not a crisis. It's kind of a relief. It's like, oh, I've got the hard stuff of the early parenting and figuring out myself and all that Mm -hmm. behind me. And, you know, I've got a really, really amazing years ahead of me. And it's been a hard year for you. So you need to do what you need to do to take care of yourself and have some, have some clarity because mm-hmm. it's, it's a very stressful and energetically draining place to be yeah. in limbo. Very. Right.
1: Yeah. I hate
0: it. Yeah. I hear you. So do something about it, Marcel. Yeah. Do something about it. You can do it. I know you can't.
1: I will. You can't will.
0: be afraid of the consequences Mm-hmm. Um, in order to justify your misery. You don't want to model that for your kids either. Mm-hmm. And maybe you've heard me say on the show, I have not seen in my career, and it's almost 20 years now, that children of divorced parents are worse off than children whose parents stayed together but weren't happy.
1: Right. I, I remember you saying that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So stop looking for excuses to not do what you need to do to take care of you.
1: Okay. That sounds great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Mark. First of all, for all the work that you've done, really going for it, really taking responsibility for understanding why you are where you are and taking the initiative to change it. So as you heard in this episode, there's a lot we talked about. There was a lot that Mark wanted to share, and it was important for me to allow him to share, to really allow him to voice the story, his concerns, all of that. And I kept when I was coaching him, kept feeling this nudge to just want to say, Mark, stand up for yourself. <laughs> stand up for yourself. Why are you allowing yourself to be in this limbo place and not only stand up for yourself, but stand up for the relationship? And a lot of times And I've talked about this with many of my friends, especially my female friends. The person who holds a more feminine pole in a relationship often wants the masculine pole to lead, to come to us and say, hey, things are off. I don't like this. And I'm fighting for this. Are you in or not? And his wife may be wanting that you know, she may be really wanting him to lead, to really stand up. And he just seemed more passive to me because, well, he's hurt. Of course he's hurt. And it's frustrating. He doesn't know where he stands and he's trying to be understanding of his wife and, and patient and all of that. But as you heard, as we got deeper, what really was at issue here and what really was impacting more than anything else. His ability to be a stand for himself was his relationship with his mom. And it's interesting, isn't it, how in therapy and in his own work, he's focusing more on relationship with dad because that's the more obvious wound, dad abandoning. However, sometimes it's the less obvious ones, the ones that we don't even see because we're so used to them that are more impactful So look at his relationship with his mom. Okay, she's a single mom. She was grieving her own relationship. So we have a lot of compassion for her. And we really see that her strictness, her closing down her heart after what happened with her husband, probably shut her off a little bit to her own child. And as much as she, I'm sure, loved him, there was a wall that Mark probably felt. And so, so much of his life was spent tiptoeing around. Like he couldn't lose his mom. She was the only parent he had, so he couldn't afford to lose her. So whatever he needed to do to keep her, he did. And you can see that pattern playing out now in his relationship. He's not really being a stand. He's not really leading. He's not saying, hey, please stop saying, I don't know, or let's figure it out together because I can't be in this limbo. He's just allowing it to go on because there's a little boy in him that's scared of losing mommy, basically. So mom's getting projected on wife. So, his opportunity here is to really work with that little boy inside and heal some of that wounding around mom. Around like, it's okay to speak your needs, it's okay to be a stand for yourself. And if you lose this relationship, like, I'm here with you. Big Mark is here with you. Because I have a feeling he's settling a bit in his relationship and allowing her to kind of lead the relationship, which. And again, it's not like man has to lead, woman has to follow. I'm not saying that at all. But the person who's more kind of reactive and and triggered and kind of being irresponsible with their own personal growth work shouldn't be leading the relationship because that's usually will lead the relationship to a dead end. So it's usually the person with more consciousness, with, with more groundedness, with more ownership that needs to say, hey, this is not working. But he's scared to, because again, there's a little boy in there that's afraid of losing mommy. So another example of how almost everything, I I dare to say everything, but I won't, almost everything, every challenge in our current present day has threads to our past. And when we can look at, hmm, what is this triggering inside of me? What is the opportunity for healing? That's where we find so much of our direction and so many of our answers. All right, everyone, that is the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It and on With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at Christinehassler.com.